0: The Giants fell behind the Dodgers 5 to nothing early, but they came all the way back. Darren Ruff hit a game-tying two-out, two-strike grand slam. The Giants took the lead in the next inning, and yet they lost in heartbreaking fashion anyway. So we're going to talk about everything that went on in this crazy game and also get to some trade-centric mailbag questions next. You are locked on Giants. Your daily San Francisco Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. And where we start is, man, there was a lot that went on between yesterday and today. And of course, the Giants played their first game out of the All-Star break, and it did not go well. It started off really poorly. Giants looked like they're the worst versions of themselves. They couldn't hit. Their defense was costly and it was five to nothing Dodgers, but they fought. They came back. Darren Ruff tied the game, like I said, with a grand slam. They took the lead and then they gave it up anyway with some more bullpen shakiness. So kind of a classic 2022 San Francisco Giants game in a lot of ways, actually. But before the game, I just want to get this out of the way. The Giants made a surprising and significant move. They signed reliever Trevor Rosenthal to a one-year uh, deal at a rate of $4.5 million, as they described it. And what that means is $4.5 million if it was a full season, but it's prorated, so it actually comes out to about $1.9 million. This is significant because Trevor Rosenthal was a very good reliever Uh, When he last pitched, which was in 2020. He was actually on, he was traded to that Padres team that kind of broke the Giants' hearts. And if you recall the Rob Drake strike three call that ended the Giants' season in 2020 against Austin Slater, it was Rosenthal on the mound. And he was just having a monster breakout season. It was obviously a small sample because that whole season was a small sample. But uh he's a he's a guy who's pitched a lot in his career used to be on the cardinals was on the cardinals when the giants played them in the playoffs uh, at least one time in 2014 and what he did in 2020 though is his strikeout rate shot up to a career best 42 percent his era was 1.90 his expected era 1.97 he was having a breakout year so much so that the low-budget Oakland A's gave him a one-year, $11 million deal for 2021. Now, what happened was he ended up getting hurt. I think he had thoracic, thoracic outlet syndrome, and he had the surgery, which is a pretty bad injury for pitchers, and it's hard to come back from. But by all accounts, Rosenthal is back and healthy, except that he has a mild hamstring strain, And he's throwing upper 90s again. And so the Giants made this deal. It is a deal just for this season. It is a deal that has incentives baked in based on appearances and games finished, which I thought was interesting. Uh, Meaning they view him possibly as a guy who could end up getting some saves down the stretch. And so I like the signing. There's very little downside to this type of move. He, uh, in a corresponding move, they put Mauricio Llovera on the 60-day injured list. Llovera injured himself in a game not long ago. So unfortunate for Llovera, but interesting pickup for the San Francisco Giants. We can talk more about it later. But moving on, the game itself, like I said, I mean, what, 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 what else can you really say? It was ultimately a very frustrating loss. Mookie Betts on display best player on the field in that game last night, or at least he made the biggest impact in that game last night. The other thing that really stood out from this game was that Carlos Rodon, A, he wasn't at his best, and B, he reached 110 innings, which is the threshold at which his right to opt out of next year's deal is triggered. And so officially, Carlos Rodon's remaining contract with the Giants, which is just through 2023 at $22.5 million for next year is a player option. He can either say yes to that or say no and re-enter the free agent market. Importantly, if he says no and re-enters the free agent market, the Giants will be able to put the qualifying offer on him, which he would obviously reject because in order to get to that point, he would have already rejected the one-year $22.5 million, what is now player option, And the qualifying offer will be about one year and $20 So we will essentially have to make the same decision back to back, kind of as a formality, to get back to being a free agent. And then, of course, the Giants would receive draft draft pick compensation if he ended up signing with another team. That's if the qualifying offer remains, which we don't know, but we will know by Monday, the 25th, yeah, Monday of July, uh, if the league and the players agree to an international draft, by Monday, then the qualifying offer goes away. But if they don't, it stays. And so that is something to watch. And he would be one of the top qualifying offer candidates, but it would be, again, a formality for him to reject the qualifying offer. But that would be good, at least in a way, for the Giants. It's bad for Rodon, but a little bit of good for the Giants if he ends up leaving. So anyway, he reached that right. Giants lost. Star talent was on the mind, right? Of me. And of a lot of people watching this game, I put out a tweet after the game looking at the top four players in the National League since the 2019 season by Fangraph's wins above replacement position players, players currently who play in the National League in the top four. Number one, Juan Soto. Number two, Trey Turner. Number three, Freddie Freeman. Number four, Mookie Betts. And so it's insane. And yes, uh, Juan Soto is at the top, but they're all kind of close. And we're talking about a four, you know, parts of four seasons. Obviously, 2020 was short. This year is about half a year. So it's about three full seasons worth of baseball. And those are the top four players currently in the National League, not counting pitchers. And three of them are on the Dodgers. Again, yes, Juan Soto is above them, but it's not by too much. And so we're all... To, to the Giants and to us Giants fans, it would make a world of difference to get one player like this. And it's just crazy. I'm just using this to, like, point out how insane the Dodgers roster is. And it's not normal. And it's—I don't want to say it's unfair, because it's not. Any team could do these things. It helps to be the Dodgers. Like, with, with their player development machine, they can just kind of trade away pieces and not really miss a beat. And the question is, are the Giants in that position? But anyway, we're talking about how much of a world of difference it would get to get one of these guys. And the Dodgers have three. Yes, Soto is younger and he's been better. So I'm not saying that it's equal, but still, three. You'd rather have three. You'd rather have the three than the one, Juan Soto. Uh, Obviously, the contract status matters. Trey Turner is a free agent at the end of the season, but Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman are locked up. Betts is like 10 years left on his deal, and Freeman has like six. I think it's a six-year deal in total, so I guess five after this year. But it's just crazy, and the Dodgers have that, and the Giants don't. And it was on display yesterday, and Mookie Betts kind of stole the show, made some great defensive plays. The Dodgers' defense in general just made really good defensive plays. Trey Turner, kind of an underrated player, I think. He's one of the best players in the game, given – what he contributes on the bases, on the field, and with the bat. And he made some nice plays, Freeman homered, Betts homered, and the Giants looked like an inferior team. And I think that talent-wise, there's just no question that they are. But it got me thinking, like, are they just one Juan Soto away? Like, when you watch the Giants roster, it stood out to me that even if you get Juan Soto, the talent you're going to have to give up to get him might set you back enough that it might not be worth it, actually. So we're going to address that question in just a minute. But first, as the sun comes out and small businesses are back in business, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people you want to interview faster and for free. Uh, Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know that every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn, post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That's linkedin.com slash to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. All right. As promised, we're going to get to some mailbag questions. We're going to talk about the elephant in the room. I don't know if it's an elephant in the room, but we're going to talk about Juan Soto. It's just the big major story in baseball and kind of almost every franchise is talking about Juan Soto right now because you have an opportunity to get that type of talent potentially in a trade and the deadline is 10 days away. So let's just jump right into that. Actually, before we do, the uh, which NFL stars move the betting line the most, starting July 18th. Lockdown gives you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at bet Online, available July 18th on Lockdown NFL wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. So the question about Soto, this actually isn't a mailbag question, but'm i going it's a mailbag question I have, which is, when you watch the Giants last night and you look at the talent disparity between the Dodgers and the Giants, To me, I look at Juan Soto and and what you would have to give up to get Juan Soto. And we've talked about you're giving up Marco Luciano and you're giving up Kyle Harrison and on and on. Uh, These are your best prospects. These are some of the better prospects in Major League Baseball. A lot of places have Luciano rated as a top 10 prospect in baseball, and Kyle Harrison is uh, shooting up the rankings given how well he's performed to date in the minor leagues. And... So if you give these guys up and you get Juan Soto, here's the problem I have. You're getting two and a half years of Juan Soto, but then look at the Giants roster and you look at Carlos Rodon, who just exercised, not exercised, but triggered his right to opt out. So he could be gone. And you look at Brandon Belt is going to be a free agent. Evan Longoria has a club option, but is like 38 years old and could 37 years old and could very easily be gone after the season. Jock Peterson, free agent. Wilmer Flores, free agent. Uh, Kirk Casale, Dom Leon. Basically, there's nobody on the Giants roster that you really see as a foundational piece outside of Logan Webb. And we talked about this yesterday how the Nationals would probably want him in a trade. And, uh, I don't think that that makes sense. But so you've got Logan Webb, and then say you've got Juan Soto. Here's the thing. Look at the Nationals. They have Juan Soto, and they are a bad team. Look at the Angels. They have Mike Trout, Shohei Otani, Anthony Rendon. I get it. Rendon is hurt, so is Trout right now. But they've had healthy Trout and Otani, and they're still a team that struggles to even reach 500. And so one star player, even two star players, This is like the ultimate counter argument to the star player, you must have star player argument. Like, you must have, maybe you must have them, but you also must have depth because those teams prove it. You can't just have a couple of stars and expect that to carry a Major League Baseball roster. So, what I have concerns about is like when you think about building a team around Soto you'd have to do it through free agency if you're giving up your best prospects just to get them in the first place. And they, it's not like they have a roster beaming with young talent that's going to be here that you're not giving up in that trade. You're giving up the guys who are like the guys you would want to come up and be the pieces to build around Juan Soto. And so this kind of talked me out of it as I watched the Giants play yesterday. Like, I think that, I would rather them do this just simply by spending money. Like, I, I think you can disagree with this. That's totally fine. But if you sign a player like Aaron Judge, yes, there's some serious risk at the back end of a deal like that. He's a Giants fan. I think you could get Aaron Judge to come play for you if you give him a solid and fair offer. And you don't have to give up Anything except money, and from a fan's perspective, you should want this because the the player when you're giving up prospects that hurts your organization down the road potentially. But like, let's say Soto's only here for two and a half years. He's a Scott Boris client, and Scott Boris likes to have his players reach the open market and establish their value on the open market as opposed to being extended prior to free agency, and so you know he turned down 15 years 440 million so let's say you get outbid and he just wants to go somewhere else maybe he just has an affinity for hot weather and he just doesn't want to play for the giants long term you've given up foundational future pieces potentially i get it it's all potential with prospects but it could really set them back like they're not they're already not in a great position from a farm system perspective it hasn't really it's not like they're considered a top five top three farm system in baseball some places have the middle of the pack so if you get rid of a Luciano and a Harrison you're back to being in a below average farm system significantly perhaps and then if you don't keep Soto but also then how do you build around him and again if you don't have great pieces around him we've seen what that looks like on the Angels and on the Nationals it's no guarantee that just getting Soto means you're going to be a good team. And so again, I just think that building the team, not building the team, but keeping your best prospects and signing a guy like Aaron Judge, even though there's risk, I think that risk is less than the risk of giving up these talented players. And again, you're you're only getting Soto for a guaranteed two and a half years. Whereas if you sign an Aaron Judge, you're probably getting like seven years of Aaron Judge. And so, look, you can still improve your team at this deadline. I think that this season, this team is worth kind of adding some pieces to. But when we watch this Giants team, do they look like they're a team that's just that one piece away from being World Series contenders or favorites? I don't quite see them that way. I think they're a team that is solid enough that they could go on a run. We've seen them get hot at times, but they've got so many flaws, it looks like, that one player I don't think is just the difference between they're going to look like a completely different team. They're still going to look like a largely old, unathletic team. Soto has had some defensive issues himself. He's first percentile in outs above average. Generational offensive talent. I'm not trying to like diminish Juan Soto's value at all. The value is so great, that's what I'm saying, that you're going to have to give up these really talented players prospects and take on Patrick Corbin look I'm not going to be upset if they go out and get Juan Soto and if they feel that the equation is right that it makes sense for the San Francisco Giants I'll I'll probably find a way to get there myself but when I watched them last night I think that you know you can go out and get a Wilson Contreras and a Brandon Drury and some bullpen pieces and you aren't going to give up your uber prospects for those players and then in the offseason, you can try to make a signing of a star player. And also Shohei Otani is out there. And I mentioned this on Twitter this morning. I'm a little surprised his name isn't mentioned more. He should probably be available this trade deadline. And his name doesn't get talked about much. It's because the Angels are a weird team and they just they don't typically give away these great players, even though they struggle to be good with them. But Otani is a free agent at the end of next year. And so his value is never going to be higher than it is right now. If you wait until the offseason, it's going to be diminished significantly. And if they don't feel like they can extend him, they really ought to be thinking about trading him right now. And not sure that they will, but he's kind of a dark horse guy to watch as a possible trade candidate. And the Angels might like to clear a bad contract, like, for example, Anthony Rendon. And the Giants don't have a long-term solution at third base. And Anthony Rendon is out for the season, but... You know, it's a big contract and say you take on Anthony Rendon, maybe not the whole thing because it's a very big contract, and you get Shohei Otani and you give up some pieces but not your best because that would be a major kind of what looks like an underwater contract to Rendon right now, but he's still got the potential to be very good. And I think Otani is a guy you could extend if he believed in the direction of your franchise, but... Uh, don't blame him for maybe not believing in the direction of the angels who can't win even with him and Trout. And they had Rendon as well. So that's an interesting thought. And also Juan Soto be- reaches free agency in a couple years and you could just try to break the bank on just signing him and not giving up the prospect capital it would cost you right now, which would just be enormous. So anyway, coming up next, we will get to a mailbag question, which is asking Who specifically might the Giants target at this year's deadline? So I'm going to give my thoughts about that momentarily. But first, BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf online continues to be the top resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting scores and podcasts they have you covered head to bet online today or use your mobile device to, to learn more about the trends in action happening today recently they put out odds on the uh, Juan Soto's next team if he's traded and we talked about this the other day uh, Believe it or not, the San Francisco Giants were the third most likely destination for Soto according to Bet Online. So you can check that out and all sorts of other interesting odds and lines at Bet Online where the game starts. All right, as promised, we're going to actually get to some real mailbag questions. I, I had that mailbag question for myself last time, but. This one comes from Matt in Maine, who says, With the trade deadline looming, what do you think the Giants will address? Defense or bullpen seem like a reasonable way to improve the team, but is there a bat that the Giants could target that might be under the radar? There are a lot of them, and I mean, is Brandon Drury under the radar? There was a rumor that they were interested in him. He's versatile, he moves around the diamond, right-handed hitter having... I don't know if I can call it a breakout year given that he's been established for a long time and he's had some some good years before, but he's having a very nice year. Wouldn't cost you an arm and a leg. And it is simply a function of he's only under club control for two months versus two and a half years. And when we say two and a half years for Soto, we mean two years and two months. And even Otani is going to cost less than Trout given that he's only, he's under club control for a year less than Juan Soto. But like I said, I'm just going to reiterate my point. I think that this team should be added to and Wilson Contreras is is a guy that they should be in on. You're getting impact talent but it's going to cost less, much less than Soto because a he's not quite on that level talent-wise and by quite, I mean look, the gap is not as big when you're talking about 2 months. When we're just talking about Impact for the rest of 2022, you could be the best player in the game versus like a mid-tier player. The gap is narrower between them when you're talking about a shorter amount of time, right? If you give them a week, the worst player very well might perform better than the better player. So the longer the duration, you're going to have more time for that talent gap to play out. But in a short term, you know, Wilson Contreras is a good player. Juan Soto is a great player. You might get more, you just don't know, you might get more impact in a month than from Wilson Contreras. So what I'm not saying that they're comparable, but I'm saying you could still get impact and it wouldn't cost you nearly as much, but largely because Contreras is a free agent at the end of the season. So it's a rental deal similar to the Chris Bryant acquisition. So he's out there. I still think uh, Austin wins. Just hasn't gone well he hasn't hit nearly enough he kind of was one of the lone bright spots early in the game for the Giants yesterday he drew a walk and had a single first hit of the Giants I think it came in the sixth inning and but overall he just hasn't really performed up to par Joey Bart continues to have his issues with strikeouts struck out with the bases loaded in a big spot last night So I still think Wilson Contreras is a possible target for the Giants. It's definitely uh, a target for them to upgrade in the bullpen. This is an area where you can usually find solid players and it's not going to cost you. And when I say cost, I mean prospect cost. I'm not talking about money at all. I don't think the Giants are afraid to spend some money to upgrade this team. They just showed that with their $2 million they're giving to a, a risky player in Trevor Rosenthal. It's not about cash. When I say cost... You're not going to have to give up Luciano, Harrison, Matos, any of your best guys for like a bullpen rental piece or even Wilson Contreras or Brandon Drury, certainly. So there are a lot of ways that this team can upgrade. Ian Happ is a guy who has an extra year of club control. I mean, you talk about an under the radar guy. I think Shohei Otani doesn't get talked about enough. And Farhan Zaidi has repeatedly talked about their ability to take on payroll during the season and that they're in that flexible position where they can add money if it is in in their best interest. And it could be like in a Soto deal, if you're taking on part or all of Patrick Corbin and possibly some of Steven Strasburg, and in Otani conversations, you can express a willingness to take on some of Anthony Rendon's contract. And that's a big deal to some of these teams. The Angels have done this before. They gave the Giants Will Wilson because the Giants were willing to take on Zach Cozart's contract. And so there's some attractiveness from that perspective to the Angels. You can kind of get a fresh slate, maybe get some prospects also. Who knows? But I think at the very least, like uh, someone like a Drury, someone like a, some bullpen pieces and then be in the mix for the top of the line talent and see if you can't make a deal there. So anyway, that is all the time we have for today. Thanks again for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked on MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspic. Check me out on Twitter at Ben Kaspic, K-A-S-P-I-C-K. If you like this show, please consider rating it or leaving a review. It helps me out a lot. So thank you in advance, and thank you to everyone who's done so already. I can't wait to be with you again on Monday. Giants, uh, three more games in LA. Hopefully you can at least split. If you're not going to split, just don't get swept. You can't get swept. Uh, They showed some fight last night and that was good to see. So try to split this series at the very least and we'll be back on Monday to talk about it and we'll be just over a week away from the trade deadline. So a lot of trade talk coming up next week. So Have a great weekend. Can't wait to be with you again on Monday. Thanks again for listening. Stay Locked on Giants.